Hi, I'm Hang. And I'm Helen. And welcome to the High Key Asian Podcast. A safe and open place where we can come together to discuss all things relevant to growing up and being Asian in Australia. Whether you're at home, going for a run, driving to work, or on a bus or train, heading somewhere, we hope that you can hang tight and tune into this week's episode. Hi guys, we are back with another episode and this week we wanted to have a conversation on Asian idols. Yes, cue a BTS song so that we can <laughs> reel the K-pop fans to listen in. Uh, yeah! Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, BTS is great, but we also wanted to really talk about all of the Asian people that we have been seeing in the media that have left an impression on us for that Asian representation. Yes, we started this podcast because we felt that there was a underrepresentation of Asians, especially in the Australian media, which is why we want to be a voice for the Asian Aussies out there. I agree. So to start things off, who were the first Asian idols that you saw in the media when you were younger, Helen? And what was your first impression? My first Asian person I saw in the media was Chucky Chan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Classic. Yes, yes. My parents love watching his movies. Um, the most memorable movie, I had to search this up because I was so young. <laughs> yep, yep. was called Project A. So, oh, um, I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure there was a, um, if you see a couple scenes, like maybe that will jog your memory, hang. But like, yeah, like back then in his early years, like a lot of his movies, it was a blend of like martial arts and um, comedies. Um, mm. Yeah, and plus the crazy stunts, like he's yeah. known to do all of his stunts. Um, Amazing. And in that movie, like, I remember so vividly that his character was like, he was clung onto the edge of a uh, six story clock tower and he fell on the ground. Oh. um, Because the bad guy was like, he was about to shoot him and he was like holding on. Um, but some reason mm-hmm. the bad guy died. Someone shot the bad guy, and then he was like holding onto the um the clock handle, like the clock hand. Yep. And he was like slipping, and then apparently he had to do that scene twice. Um, oh my god! And then, like it was so amazing because despite the fact that he fell six stories, um, yeah. and on the ground on his head, he executed like uh, a line from the script. But then apparently behind the scenes, he fainted afterwards. Like anyone? Would. Oh no! Yeah. What a legend, mm-hmm. man! I had a phase where I believed he was my dad because I'm like. Yo, this guy is so cool. <laughs> he's so funny and he's so good looking. He must be my dad. And I was like making up. I am story. now adopting you. I know. Mr. I'm Chan. Like, <laughs> you are my dad. You are my father. Adopt me. <laughs> my other dad, what? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I grew out of that phase, but yeah, I was just like, oh, he's my dad. <laughs> I, just... I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> I mean, because like he's like someone cool that you're seeing on TV and he's Asian and yeah. you're like, Oh my god, I want this guy to be my dad. I mean, other dad, you're cool too. Jackie Chan dad. Wow. Jackie Chan, my dad. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also remember seeing Lucy Liu in Charlie's Angels. Mm. Um, yeah. Love her. Yeah. I only I wasn't allowed to watch Charlie's Angels because it's very uh, sexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Very sexual. But I remember just seeing the commercial ads and maybe like a glimpse of the movies when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I was just seeing the adults watch it, but they're like, oh no, you can't watch this. So I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I remember I actually watched that as a kid because I guess my parents went around and then like uh, I think I watched it as then like um I saw there was like there's a specific scene in Charlie's Angels where they're like stripping or something okay. and I'm like Same sexual. Wow. <laughs> I was like wow 
<laughs> Yoo-hoo. <laughs> but because I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember just seeing like, oh, like I remember seeing her alongside with Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore. Like the characters are white. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. she's not white. But why is she such a strong, badass woman who can fight? You know? Yeah. I just thought it was just so strange to see an Asian in an um, American movie. Because you're so used to seeing, like, white girls on TV. Exactly. And like, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember, like, TV shows like The Wiggles or High Five? Mm-hmm. And do you remember there was an um, Asian member for both? Yeah. TV- so there was Jeff for The Wiggles. He was known mm-hmm. as the Purple Wiggle. And Kathleen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I remember just because uh, it's natural that we would pick favorites as like a kid. We were like, "Oh, he's your favorite," blah blah blah. And yeah, yeah. I realized like people didn't gravitate to the Asian members, right? Like Wiggles, like people would like Greg. Greg, yeah. And then like High Five, they'll go for who was? <laughs> I know the main girl was like Charlie. Charlie, yes, yeah, Charlie. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People like Charlie because she mm-hmm. was like she had like July and like long hair. She was like. Mm-hmm very pretty whereas like Kathleen she was kind of like tomboyish and edgy yeah a little bit spunky yeah funky hair but as a kid you don't know any better yeah yeah adults you realize oh okay so like you like were the Asian ones like your favorites when you watched these shows or were you more gravitated towards liking the white people because other people around you liked the white people I think unknowingly when I was young like you would pick like the tall pretty ones Mm. and I guess because of the lack of the Asian representation you didn't pick your own (laughs) I mean for me personally I didn't gravitate to like liking Jeff or like Kathleen Mm -hmm. because I thought that oh you know they're stereotypically not deemed as cool right and so I was like oh you know they didn't fall into like the boxes where like you would think that they would be popular I don't know it's just yeah they weren't like the mainstream characters exactly yeah it's like really ingrained in you as you were younger because maybe because like when you go to the shops like the toy store you would see like a lot of Barbie dolls but you don't see any like Barbie dolls that look like Asian yeah yeah so you you pick for like yeah yeah, the tall, pretty, long-haired dolls. Yeah. I think most dolls were like that. Yeah. yeah 100%. Or like they were Ken dolls. Yeah. But we've, we've come a long way. We have. Yeah. And as a teen, mm-hmm. it was prevalent to like watch K-dramas and like follow K-pop. Yeah. Girl, girl band, boy bands. Yeah. It was so popular amongst like my Asian friends. Mm-hmm. So like I sussed it out and I discovered like groups like 21, Big Bang, Wonder Girls, yeah. Girls' Generation. Yeah, and then we will talk about like, you know, the latest song releases or the MVs and then try to do the dances. Mm-hmm. Good times, good <laughs> yeah. times. So I thought that the actors, actresses and singers were like really pretty and cool. Mm-hmm. And like they set my beauty standards for Asians. Like, oh, this is what you have to look like to be a pretty Asian. This was yeah. based on the K-dramas and K-pop stuff. That, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like the hairstyles, the makeup, like the way they dress, right. the way they act. And I recall watching like YouTube videos with my cousins. Yeah. at house parties and we laughed at like my Chani, Kev Jumba yeah. Ryan Higa like their funny skit videos and I thought that was so hilarious and like relatable I loved them and, yeah and then slowly as like I got older as a teen like I recollected watching like beauty girls like Michelle Pham Dubs mm-hmm. Beauty Jem Im who's known for like closing counters and I was obsessed with um, uh, Chriselle Lim <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so I would follow all these gurus for like makeup and by the way if anyone doesn't know but Helen actually looks like Chriselle herself like if we put them next to each other both with makeup they look really alike like really really alike (laughs) oh my god I don't know I don't know (laughs) like oh yeah stop stop (laughs) 
What about you, Hang? Okay, so I'm going to split my answer into like three sections. <laughs> yeah, like me. Yeah. yeah, like one for the Australian media, one for the American, and one for like the mm. Asian media. Um, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. similar to how you did it. Like, you know, you mentioned there Jeffrey and Kathleen from High Five. For anyone that doesn't know, by the way, like the Wiggles and High Five are like kid TV shows that are like these group bands where they performed for kids. So they just like perform songs and all. Yeah. Um, really popular in Australian kids TV shows. And I remember like, I think like I was different where the moment that I would see Asians on TV, they would naturally be my bias. <laughs> so I, Oh really? Yeah, like I just like, I was just like, Oh, oh yes. Like, yes, there's like an Asian. I freaking love them. So I naturally loved oh, Jeffrey. Cute. Yeah. And I naturally loved Kathleen because they were freaking Asian. Like, Oh my God, they're fine. Like there's people that look like me on TV. Look at you loving your Asian pride. <laughs> hey. Um, but I think this goes with the saying, like, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be more Asian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think, like, naturally, whenever I saw an Asian on TV, I was thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. As you said, it was really rare to see main characters that were Asians. Because um, mm-hmm. it would typically be, like, a white person or a white family kind of thing. So my eyes just always lit up anytime I saw, like, Asians on TV. So I don't know if anyone remembers, but I also really liked Ando as a kid. Mm. Um, so there was a TV show in Australia called Thank God You're Here and it required celebrities to... Oh my god, that show I know. is so funny. <laughs> I loved it! Oh Every time, yeah. after school, just watch it. And then it was just like a show where like celebrities had to improvise skits. Yeah. And when I first saw Ando, I was just like, wow, not only is he Asian, but he's freaking Vietnamese as well. Yeah. And I genuinely thought he was a really funny guy on the show too. And I know that he's published some books since then. Yeah. So I just thought that was really cool that, oh, finally I saw like a Vietnamese Aussie guy on TV like that's yeah. so freaking cool um, mm. and he has his own um, TV show too where um, he interviews like celebrities I think mainly Australian celebrities and he does like a um, self portrait of them oh wow yeah. I did not know that yeah and he basically just asks them questions of like prevalent moments in that person's life mm. and then over time like the way that they talk and stuff like he paints them wow shows them in the end I'm like this guy's like really talented god damn love that yeah represent yeah in terms of like American TV shows I watched when I was younger I remember The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and obviously the famous London Tipton she played mm-hmm. the ditzy character on the TV show and like she was so freaking funny like anytime she would talk it would be like the most I guess like blonde girl type of moment but she was Asian so I don't know I just thought it was like oh my god she's so freaking hilarious even though she's so like silly but like I don't know I just loved her character and energy on the show yeah oh my god awesome days back then I know okay. good times <laughs> and then like um, obviously you mentioned there Jackie Chan we can't forget about Jackie Chan I loved Rush Hour mm. good movie <laughs> part one two and three all amazing and I think like in terms of like the Asian media I had to include this because like you know when we were younger as you said like we we're more into like K-pop culture the K-drama like Korean like yeah. South Korean culture whereas mm-hmm. like for my older siblings who are like 12 to 13 years older than me they were more into like Hong Kong media media so they really liked tvb hong kong shows and the reason being is because my parents would always watch these shows like viet dubbed i think Mm. like tvb is like a specific broadcasting station that would have all of these different hong kong dramas and my parents would always watch these dramas in viet dub because like you know um there were there was like a dvd place that sold them and the tvb shows were so good like in crime romance drama like all of the type of genres i only probably watched like one or two of those tvb shows growing up to be honest 
I wasn't that into it, but my siblings were really into it. And my parents were too. And I just remember um, because my siblings and my parents were into like all of the Hong Kong shows, they also um, watched this Hong Kong film. And I remember it so vividly, but it was like called Young and Dangerous. Um, it was basically a movie about like gangsters and everyone fighting each other and all that stuff. And like, you know, obviously like it's not rated for me as a child, but I still watched it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though it's not like, you know, I'm not allowed to. I don't really remember the storyline, but I remember the fight scenes were so cool and the characters were all so cool. And I had to Google his name because my parents pronounced the actor's name differently. Like, my parents pronounced him as uh, Jung Yi-ging, but his name is actually Ekin Ching. And, like, mm. I thought he was so cool and handsome back then. He had, like, mm. this long hair. I don't know, like, it was just like, he just, like, looks really cool. And, like, I just thought he was, like, yeah. so amazing. Yeah, so those were, like, my significant memories of Asian idols coming from like Australian shows, American shows, and Hong Kong shows and Hong Kong yeah. movies. And listening to it all now, it seems like there was a lot of people back. Actually back then it was rare as fuck <laughs> to see yeah, Asians so on rare. TV. But yeah. anytime there was like at least one Asian on TV, but I'll be like, yes, I love them. Yes. <laughs> they are my thing. Yeah, I didn't have much Asian pride back then when I was little, to be honest. It was just like, oh, I, I didn't really think of anything. It was just like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I think for me, it kind of helped because, like, I had my older siblings who were into that Asian pride era, yep. which made me into it as well. I even remember, like, my MSN password being, like, Asian pride at one point. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. I know. <laughs> Cringe, I know. <laughs> Mine was a uh, blossom underscore underscore cute because okay, um, yes. I needed to make a email account I was like yeah I needed to provide my Neopets <laughs> <laughs> like I, need, I needed to make a Neopet account and it, it asked uh, an email address <laughs> love that cringe I hope people listening are able to remember some of the Asian representation in the media that we talked about when we were younger. They'll either relate to us or they are way too young. Okay, Helen, <laughs> stop us. calling us out. We are young. <laughs> we are. Just a minute. We are. Stop. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. Hang, who are some of your favorite Asian idols out there? now and why? So a lot of the Asian people that I look up to now are mostly mm-hmm. from YouTube or other social media platforms. Yeah. Like putting the obvious out there, I freaking love Wong Fu Productions. I know. Oh my god. They're like wine, they age. As they age, it's, it's just getting it's getting They better get better and better. better. Yeah, it's so like it's so strange because I never really watched their videos in high school, but I remember my friends were really into them. Mm-hmm. And this was like back in like 2009, 2010. It wasn't until the beginning of my uni that I decided to watch them. And obviously their iconic short film Strangers Again. Yeah. Um, did you did you get it when it was no, first released? I didn't. I didn't too. Yeah, I didn't. Because we were single. Because <laughs> I wasn't in a row. Like I didn't understand. Yeah, like, I've never been in a row before. I didn't understand why this was sad. <laughs> Um, I remember I watched like Wong Fu Weekends and like I was more into their comedy things than their relationship Mm -hmm. and their serious topics because I wasn't in a relationship back then and I didn't truly understand the emotion. We don't understand. Um, And it wasn't until that I finally got into a relationship that I started watching their films, especially like after the breakup. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like They understand me. Yeah, like how how did they summarize all that I was feeling in a video? And I learned so much from these shorts as well. And I felt like 
I grew a lot watching these like serious videos. Like your girl here was crying watching their breakup videos and all that stuff. Girl, like oh my god, it was such a. Did you get closure though? Did you get like um a sense of not peace, but more like an understanding of like what you're going through internally? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because like yeah. I feel like after the okay, this is like going into breakup talk. Um, but like, but like after the breakup, I think I was just so confused with my emotions and I didn't really understand why mm. I was feeling the way that I was, mm. but I felt like mm-hmm. Wong Fu was able to really take all of that through like their experiences or whatever and put it into like a 10, 15 minute video and really delve into that in a really like clean manner. That was, yeah. I, I think like two of their shorts that I really liked was one of them being Crossing Point and another one being Untouchable. Oh, yeah. And I just liked them because it kind of like, they, they kind of emphasized that like, like, this is one chapter of your life. And, like, I felt like Wong Fu were really good in terms of, oh, like, they were able to provide me videos at different stages of my life that I was able to relate mm-hmm. to, whether that was mm-hmm. career-wise, whether that was love life-wise, whether it was breakup, or whether it was just, like, parent relationships. They were able yeah. to express all of the deep and downs of, like, all of those different topics. That's mm-hmm. why I really respect them, because I'm like, oh, like, holy crap, they were able to produce, like, valuable content that were also high quality as well and they started off as like three guys ted phil and wes in like college college. yeah (laughs) and then like now they're like one big team that does things themselves and it's so like admirable to just see that growth they've come yeah Yeah. um so i'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree that they were like one of the first that helped put asians in the spotlight Mm. and like i just really respect how they kind of started that foundation. Um, I agree. Yeah, I love also how um, they cast Asian actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, And especially, like, not really, like, they're still trying to get their foot out there and fucking um, the guy who just featured in the new uh, Marvel movie. Simu Liu. Yeah. Simu Liu. He was in some of the Wang Fu shorts. And now look where he is now. I was literally just about to say that because, like, I just... Uh, okay, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I actually discovered Simu Liu from Wang Fu because he was in some of their shorts and lunch breaks as well. And then mm-hmm. I watched Kim's Convenience because of them and I freaking enjoyed the whole show because the entire family was this, like, Korean-Canadian family. I didn't really know who Simu Liu was. I just enjoyed, like, his character. But then I listened to an Asian Boss Girl podcast episode where they interviewed him. And then I found out oh. that he used to be an account and then like he went from that to like pursuing like mm. acting and he like model late. shots yeah and i thought that mm. was just like like that's so cool that he jumped from there to like now he's freaking like hollywood you know um yeah. i just really think that's well done on amazing him, yeah like i and he's so mm. down to earth and chill i love how like how he's still very wholesome and down to earth despite the fact of like his fame yeah he's risen so much i think he keeps himself humbled and grounded and I really really like that part of him um mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. like I also really like Asian Boss Girl who again I discovered from Wong Fu because like one of the girls is married, married. to Phil yeah. um and, <laughs> and pregnant yeah. congratulations um and I remember when I first listened to them I had like zero expectations like I just listened out of curiosity mm-hmm. but I wasn't much of a podcast girl like I only listened to one other podcast which was perfectly imperfect but then when I listened to ABG I remember freaking laughing to myself on their funny stories that they were sharing and how honest they were like I genuinely felt like I was just listening to my friends talking when listening to their episodes and like I thought they had like a really great dynamic and like I loved their episodes where they talk about like sex (laughs) yeah or like periods like they talked about like such uncomfortable topics in like such like a funny manner and such like a real and raw honest conversation like I freaking loved it like it was it wasn't awkward at all and like I don't know I just really enjoyed those episodes that's good 
And I felt like I learned so much as well. So that's why I really mm-hmm. like them. And I think like the last person that I wanted to add is um, Hannah Lee. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know her, but she does like vlogs, beauty and fashion content on YouTube. And oh, her. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I really like her because she's really honest. So I think the first mm. video I watched of hers was one that she did where she did like an ABG makeover with her and her boyfriend, Jimmy. Mm. He's hot, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just found that when I was listening to her speak, she was really honest with her feelings and just sounded really genuine. Like a lot of mm. YouTubers talk about the insecurities, right? But the way Hannah speaks, it just sounded like it wasn't fake at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and not saying that other YouTubers are fake, but I'm just saying, like, the way that Hannah speaks, she puts her feelings together very transparently. Like, um, Mm. she'll say that she feels scared of something or she'll say that she feels, like, nervous about something. And I I just felt like I could relate with her a lot. And it just sounds like, oh, I'm speaking to a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. and I felt like not a lot of people are like that, at least I find. Um, and I just like how minimalistic she is as well. Like, um, Mm. there was one time for, like, a fashion video, she, um, she even said that she bought, like, a pair of $300 jeans to match the exact jeans of the person she was trying to get the inspo from. But then she returned it because she couldn't justify herself paying for those jeans. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's really, like, that's really admirable because, like, oh, she'd rather save the $300 and buy something that's just, like, similar to it and save that money. So she's not, like, extra in that sense. She's very, like, simple and minimal with the things that she buys and she purchases. Mm. Um, So, yeah, a lot of my current Asian idols are mainly from YouTube and other social media platforms. And I think the reason being is because they're really, like, down-to-earth and they're really simple and they don't try to reach for fame and fortune. They're just Mm. all trying to truly be them. They're just really, like, genuine, honest people, which is why I really respect them and i really look mm, up to them it is good it's a really good um asian idol to look up to yeah what about you girl to be honest i had to really think hard for this question mm. because i don't really obsessively idolize celebrities as i did when i was younger mm-hmm. but as you were talking i remember watching ali wong she's a comedian actress writer and she was known for her um, uh, Netflix stand-up specialty called oh, Baby yes, Cobra. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So she was this tiny Asian lady. She's with so glasses, funny. Black hair. And she was, wearing, she was heavily pregnant. She was wearing this tight bodycon dress mm-hmm. with, like, I think, leopard print. Yep, yep, yep. And she was so outrageously funny and relatable. And it's just like, you don't see that type of um, persona of an Asian woman in the media. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. I was just laughing so much. And I remember just um, my brother and my boyfriend just like listening. They were like, they didn't get it. And I realized like the humor mm. that she was saying it, it was very um, out there. Very like, very and like. Um, unladylike, you know? Yeah, like very yeah. like, like very like raw, <laughs> like very real. Very vulgar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> very vulgar. And like, she wasn't afraid to even lie down on the ground and just like spread her legs. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like I she, love that energy. She's crazy. But yeah, like her jokes were hilarious. And um, I really did admire that because it was just, it was very refreshing mm. um, and empowering that who cares what you do in front of the camera. You know, you don't have to fall into a box of what a stereotypical Asian is. Mm-hmm. That's what I really admired from her. And there is an actress that I really do admire, like her work these couple of years. Her name is like Bay Donna. She's like a Korean actress. Mm-hmm. And I find her very talented and a charming individual. Mm-hmm. So um, like I looked at her like previous movies that she was featured in and there was a movie called The Host. And she was also in uh, an American movie called 
Cloud Atlas in 2012. Yeah. But, yeah. So I started to like really admire her as an actress when she featured in an American uh, sci-fi TV show called Sense8. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about eight strangers from different cultures and parts of the world who are connected telepathically. Mm-hmm. And um, she was such a badass in that movie because she, yes. she was Asian, first of all, but she was the fighter of the group. Yeah, and I just love that of her because um she just gets shit done and then she's like it doesn't matter who or what's in her way like she'll just get it accomplished mm-hmm. and um she's in that Netflix zombie series called Kingdom yeah. so she plays a dedicated nurse to find a cure of for a curse yeah um, yeah yeah so her characters were like always so strong and independent and proactive like mm-hmm. in the kingdom there's this uh rich um a rich guy and basically he's just like always so timid and scared and she's just like oh come on quick you know we gotta like <laughs> we gotta get going we gotta find these <laughs> these like flowers to like see what's happening with our like you know our kingdom yeah just loved it yeah i think i remember watching her in a high school korean drama uh, mm. oh, I can't remember what it was called but then I remember watching her YouTube video um, I think it was like a Vogue video and she was speaking English in it and she presents herself very well yeah. like she's very like eloquent and she's very like um, yeah. yeah what I admire about her is that she takes really challenging roles and then you can see how much work as an actress and how much commitment she does so for the movie The Host she actually had to like get training to do archery and yeah. the uh, TV show Sense8 she had to learn kickboxing oh Oh, yep, yep. Anyway, like, what I admire about the characters that she plays, it's like, oh, despite how much challenges and adversities they come across, like, she always, like, pick herself up and continue to, like, strive to whatever she's achieving. Like, there's, like, a sense of, like, normality and, like, relatable traits of her characters where it's like, oh, you know, they're not all perfect. Mm. They're they're just people. Um, she doesn't play, like, those submissive and delicate characters. Like, she plays the complete opposite. Love so that. it's very empowering for me as an Asian woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she's a good one. I like that. Yeah, she's really cool. I like her. Like, I like the the, the movies and TV shows that she's been featured in lately. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> like, I'm really good. I mean, it. because, like, the Asian woman that's stereotyped is, like, like, oh, they're fragile and they're frail and they need, like, the rich prince or the rich, like, guy yeah. to save them all the time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, but then, like, this girl, she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a badass bitch and, like, freaking save myself. I don't need no man. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, she has to save men that she come across in the TV shows that I've watched. So much has changed with the growth of Asian celebrities and people in the media. How do you feel about the current Asian representation in the media, Helen? I feel that there's a sudden surge of Asian representation in the media, but it's very subtle. Um, Mm. And I feel like there is still a lack of Asian presence. Mm. But I'm very proud how the world is reacting to like an all cast Asian movie, such as like the very popular like now worldwide like number one tv show um squid game it's oh, like, squid game. everyone's yeah. so obsessed with it at the moment and mm-hmm. um the other korean movie parasite crazy yeah. rich asians and i love how like that disney movie raya and the last dragon like they had actual asian voice actors and actresses yeah um yeah 
um, you know, we mentioned about uh, Shang-Chi and there's like Asian leads too. So it's like, I'm really proud and happy that younger generations are seeing more Asian faces in yeah. like, on the screen. It's like not as much as us. Like we had Jeff and Kathleen. <laughs> From you know, high five and we high five. yeah, and like we didn't have Netflix, we didn't have like like it wasn't normal for us around primary school and high school to use mm-hmm. YouTube. Like we were still trying to get ahead around um, Bebo and MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I really appreciate like the characters um, don't have like a stereotypical take on what Asians should look and act mm-hmm. like they did back then. Um, there was a, a white actor like he's very renowned um his name is mickey rooney like he featured in um audrey hatburn's movie called breakfast at tiffany's Mm -hmm. and he wore like fake tan take back his eyes wore prosthetic buck teeth and he he did like a very rude impression of like a japanese person Mm. and it's just like i'm so grateful like the media is not following that stereotype anymore like they're just like it's just like realizing that oh yeah asian people are just people um Mm -hmm. just like them you know (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah so um as much as there's a huge surge of it like asian representation it's not enough yeah Mm. what about you like i agree with what you said there Mm. um where like oh when we were younger we didn't see like we probably saw like one or two asians on tv and just were not exposed to it as much whereas like i think now i'm really honestly happy with the asian representation that's appearing in the media nowadays Mm. um you know in high school i felt like we relied on k-pop and k-dramas because they were like the only actors that we saw or idols that we saw that were finally like being cool that were finally yeah. like, oh yeah shit like they can dance they can sing they can act and they could be these cool masculine characters these cool mm-hmm. like amazing characters whereas what you described there at breakfast and tiffany is like they made it look like all asians were like this guy that had like buck teeth or like slanty eyes like that's not right that's not like a yeah. that's not a true image of what an asian looks like and, and i felt like what made it worse was that he was white and it's just like yeah he had to like paint himself to like what they deemed as Asian and it was like it was such like a negative impact on the Asian male population like it, it emasculated them yeah I think it's just like it was just very disrespectful for us to see that and not only that for like the majority of white people to be like oh Asians are like not sexy Asians are like not hot but it's just like fuck no like Asians are fucking hot <laughs> like yeah, Asians like... are fucking sexy like fuck mm-hmm. you <laughs> um and I remember like some girls in high school that were not Asian yeah. And they didn't understand, like, why we were listening to these K-pop songs or watching these K-pop videos. They were like, you don't even understand the language. And it's like, yeah, they were right. Like, we didn't really understand the language fully. We had to watch everything with subtitles and all. But growing up, like, Asians were, like, the minority in the media. You don't see them in cartoon shows, or rarely do, or having their own Disney show. All the times where you see them in The Simpsons or Family Guy, they end up being the most stereotypical Asian character that does Kung Fu or do maths or whatever. Or had, like, that, um, you know, that choppy. Asian accent. Yeah. So of course I would reach out to watching all this Korean pop culture because mm. I, I finally saw Asians in a different light that were just like, oh, holy crap, like they are cool. They are awesome. Like they are freaking hot. Which also reflects that you could be potentially cool and awesome and like do whatever you could to like any other like white person in the media yeah and like now k-pop is like insane like i would have never thought that i would be able to go to a big bang concert in melbourne Mm -hmm. um and like all of these other k-pop bands traveling internationally 
properly and making a scene. It's so freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, going to the movies and being able to watch like an all Asian cast in like Crazy Rich Asians, like yeah, that was a like a like a big moment for me. Yeah, to, go to the movies and see Asian cast in the cinemas. It's like my whole life. I just saw like maybe one Asian or two Asian in like one movie, but the fact that they were all Asian, it was like it was very surreal because it's like yo, like I'm not at home watching this in my you know <laughs> laptop. This is in the cinemas. Yeah, and you know, watching like Two All the Boys I Love Before, a teenage TV show where the main character is yeah. Asian and they touch on Korean culture as well. Like that's so freaking amazing for especially like the younger kids. And now we have a freaking Marvel superhero, Shang-Chi, that's like Simu Lu. Oh my god, like yes, like there's that sense of like respect and yeah, like proudness yeah. that I have. And it's like I see that it's continuing to grow with all that hard effort that everyone is pushing. Do I think it's enough? No. Do I think it'll ever be enough? I don't know, but I hope so. Um, my boyfriend and I were talking about it the other day and he was kind of like iffy about Shang-Chi and I was like, why? Like, it sounds like it'll be amazing. But mind you, we haven't watched it here in Melbourne because of lockdown, guys. <laughs> nothing so nothing is out, but... <laughs> released in the movies because we can't go to the movies. Yeah. It's not on Disney+. Plus, mm. So we're just like, <sighs> no spoilers, please. <laughs> we're kind of like stuck here. Yeah. Um, but my boyfriend was like to me, wouldn't you want to see more Asians that are in more normal roles and less kung fu roles? And it really hit me because I'm like, of course, like, of course I want to see Asians take on more quote unquote normal roles and less of the stereotype ones. Like, I want to see them characters that are romance, drama, thriller. I want to see them in action. I want to see them in less of the kung fu, less of the nerdy type, less of like all of that. Of course I want to see them in more of the main character cool roles and I want my kids mm. to see themselves and their culture more mm. regularly too in the future and I also want people like I catch myself saying it a lot as well where anytime you watch a movie and you see like an Asian actor or Asian actress or a character typically people would be like oh the Asian one and the reason why people do that is because there's only one Asian exactly. one exactly <laughs> like, yeah yeah where we find ourselves saying oh it's the Asian one oh you know the Asian one but it's just like no like I want like people to be like their name like oh it's like um Simu Lu oh it's like Kathleen oh it's Jeffrey like yeah. I don't want them to be known as the Asian one anymore. Yeah. Like you don't say that, oh, um, what's his face? Brad Pitt. You don't call him, oh, that's the white guy. No, you call him Brad Pitt. Yeah. Or like Angelina yeah. Jolie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why is it that like all of these like Caucasian people are getting their recognition through their names, but when it comes to like Asian people, they're just the Asian one. Yeah. Like there's, there's got to be more meaning to that. And I know we have potential to do so much more and it is a work in progress. You know, even for us, like we started this podcast journey because we wanted that Asian representation as well, especially mm-hmm. for our friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we get to reach to that point in our lives where the current stereotypes of Asians die down and a new stereotype comes in where Asian guys are hot, Asian girls are not fetishes, Asians are not bookworms, Asians can do more than Kung Fu. I honestly know we can go beyond all of that and I know we will. So manifesting <laughs> that we get to that stage yeah. and like you know our kids and our kids kids mm-hmm. get to see more of that normality in place yeah definitely i mean like in the bigger picture we're heading in a good direction we just hope that it's continuous and we'll, we'll get the positive responses yeah it's a slow movement hopefully we'll get there in the end thank you for listening to this episode we hope that you enjoyed it we can clearly see a growth in the asian representation in the media and we want to keep moving forward and upward direction hopefully Hopefully someday it will become the norm to see ourselves and our culture in books, TVs, magazines, the internet. We have so much potential out there to show in the world. If you guys were able to relate to anything we've said or have a story yourself that you want to share, feel free to let us know via our Instagram at hi.keyasian and our other socials will be linked in the description box of this episode. Also feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. 
If you want to stay in touch with our upcoming episodes, we hope to catch you guys next time. Thanks again and bye. Thank you so much, guys. See you soon. Bye.